Welcome to the Tiffany Micah podcast. What we do here is build the strength and courage in you to accomplish your big dreams and goals in your sport. No longer will you feel limited. You won't feel you're not good enough. You won't question whether you will make it. Those doubts will disappear because you will have the competitive edge over your opponents and leave them in your wake. And the bonus is others will notice. Listen up and take notes because I will show you exactly how to do it. Hey there, this is Tiff from Tiffany Micah podcast and welcome to today's episode. It's been a bit hectic this week. Uh, I've officially launched Focus, How to Reach Your Potential in Sport, Business and Life. That's my new book and um, I've been getting uh, a lot of sales happening. So I haven't had an opportunity (laughs) to actually record this week's uh, program. So that's why you haven't heard from me as of yet. So if you would like to get a copy of the um, my book, Focus, all you need to do is go to tiffanymica.com. So that's T-I-F-F-A-N-Y-M-I-K-A.com forward slash focus. And what I have here on offer up until the 25th of November is actually free shipping of the book. So anywhere in the world, I will um, give you a free shipping for that so that you won't have to pay for the actual shipping of the book. So uh, make sure you get yourself a copy before then. Otherwise, you will have to pay for shipping. So on, let's get on to today's episode, what I really want to talk to you about today. And what I really want to talk to you about today is about having well, the comeback. And what I mean by the comeback is, is really how you're rebounding from mistakes. And what I find is that when I see especially golfers, I see this a lot with golfers who have these really high expectations and they really struggle to let mistakes go. Um, And so what happens is, you know, they do the the usual thing is, you know, shake their head, tell them that they're just, you know, it's just not good enough. And and then what seemed, what happens after that is that they start to spiral downward from that point because they've made a mistake, ball hasn't worked the way they've wanted it to, they shake their head and, and say whatever else they say to themselves. Usually it's not such great, um, great self-talk. And then you know, all of a sudden they've have had much higher score on a particular hole because they've started to lose it and they've lost it mentally because they're expecting that every single shot they play is that it should be perfect. And when that perfection doesn't happen, so they've hit a great shot, but it's gone into the bunker, for example. Oh, well, you know, now I've got to play it out of the bunker and now I've got to do this. And then, you know, how could you be so silly? Why did you hit it into the bunker? That's hopeless. 
and they haven't actually appreciated the actual the actual shot they've played. They've actually probably played quite a good shot. But what happens is then they have this negative self-talk as they're walking down towards the bunker and they get into the bunker. I hope I get the ball out of the bunker. Oh, yeah, that's right. You can't hit a bunker shot. That's why you can't get it out of the bunker. Four or five shots later, the ball comes out of the bunker. And, you know, it could be another two, three, four putts left yet to come. And all of a sudden they've had this, this big score on the hole. Then what happens is they take that and they move on to the next hole and they go, oh, yeah, that'd be right. That's why you make the mis- keep making the mistakes because then they tee off, hit a bad tee shot, then they hit a bad shot, their second shot down the fairway, then they hit a bad shot trying to scramble themselves back down to the green in some form. And all of a sudden what happens when you're in that state is that you uh, – have played another three or four holes in that state and you're like well what's just happened where did that where did that where did those three or four holes go because you keep carrying it on with you and this happens in in all the sport it's not just golf I'm just using golf as an example so what I want you to be thinking about here is when you make a mistake or you feel like that you've actually failed at something how does it make you feel? How do you feel about it first? Well, there's things like you could feel like you're a loser. You could feel like you're inadequate. You could feel like you're not good enough. You could feel like you're hopeless. You could even feel down, you know, like it's quite upsetting. And it could get you down, it can get incredibly frustrated. There's a lot of things that come up. And then what happens? Well, you, you carry that mistake possibly for the rest of your match or your game. And then you're just beating yourself up. Because all that beating yourself up and that constant carry on from that point on of, you know, making all those mistakes. If you really look at it, you only made one mistake and then you just spiraled out of control. And we don't want to carry that mistake because that's the thing that's going to hold us back from actually performing the way that we want to. And I see that so many times. I've done it. I did it very early on in my golf career when I started to learn to play golf. Did it a lot as a, a you know, 18, 19, 20-year-old playing tennis and competing. Did it all the time. But it didn't help in the recovery, did it? It didn't help me rebound from mistakes because those mistakes just kept spiraling out of control to the point where I was always reconfirming with myself, oh, well, that's right, you're just not good enough. But that's not the way that we want to think. Because if you look at it, you make one mistake That one mistake turns into two, turns into three, turns into four, turns into five, turns into so many mistakes that all of a sudden the game's over and you've lost or the match is over and you've lost. And you know what? You may even feel like giving up as you can feel like you're spiraling out of control. And you think, oh, well, because I've made those mistakes, oh, that's right, it's just over. 
But that's not how we want to operate, is it? Absolutely not. I've seen top players in the world do this. An interesting tennis player is Nick Kyrgios. He has a lot of controversy around him. But he's a perfect example, oozing with talent. Now, if he really wanted to be number one tennis player in the world, I, I believe he could do it because he has just so much talent. But you see him give up. You see him throw things away. You see him throw the game away. And, yep, yeah, yeah, he gets angry, you know, like that real aggro. He's frustrated. He screams. He throws his racket. He abuses umpires and players and so on. He's frustrated. We get it. But I have also seen him give up and no longer try as well. And so if we look at it from the spectator's side, it looks as though he's just not trying and he just doesn't care. But you know what? He does care. Why does he keep showing up to tournaments each week? Why does he keep putting himself out there because it's tough getting out in the arena, having people watch you play, if he didn't care. So clearly to me he does care. But what we have to do is we have to also understand it from an athlete perspective. What's actually going on there? Why is it that in, in one match he can completely dominate and then in the next match it's like he self-destructs? And there's reasons that this happens on a much deeper level. But I'm actually not going to analyze Nick Kyrgios with you. We want to analyze you. We want to know what's going on with you. Because you're the most important person here right now because you're actually listening. You want to know how to help yourself, how to be able to compete at the level that you want to compete at and, and really get some results. So what we want to do here is we actually want to learn from the mistakes and we want to rebound quickly. We want to come back quickly, okay, because mistakes are going to happen. We have to accept that, but it's how we recover from the mistakes, how quickly we recover, how quickly we rebound from those mistakes. So when you're in the middle of a game or a match and you're competing, You're not going to give up when things are not working the way that you want them to. You're not going to give up when you're finding it hard or really tough. You're going to keep going and you're going to keep trying. That's what we want to do. Because the big thing I want you to understand is you can't do anything about the past. You can't do anything about what has just happened. Because it's well and truly over what has just happened. But what you can do is you can learn from it. That's the most important thing. Learn from it and build it from there so that you're getting better. You keep working on improving. So I look at, um, I'll give you an example, my niece's soccer team, Evie, her soccer team this year. There was a, a boy in her team, great player, gave it everything he had. Like, you know, he, he just... He's a very, very strong player and he tries so hard to help the team. Like he'll go everywhere on the field to back up the team, to help the team. He'll go and, you know, score 
goals. He will be in defense. He'll do everything, everything. He's great, passionate, passionate player, and he's really good at it. But what I noticed a lot when he was playing was that when he dribbled the ball down the down the, the wing of the field, the side of the field there, heading towards the goal and manoeuvring his way, you know, through some players. At times when he'd get close to the goal and if he shot at the goal and he made a, you know, he missed the goal or the goal he caught the ball, he'd just throw his hands up in the air and shake his head and wouldn't turn around and get ready quickly, just put his head down and drag himself back. Almost like to me what I saw was, was he felt like he had failed. And then there were other times when he was dribbling the ball down and he had these incredible oh, I- incredible way in which he dribbled the ball. He had this fancy little footwork. It was great. It was awesome to watch. But at times he got tackled and then he'd just throw his hands up in the air and shake his head. He found it difficult to let go of a mistake that's just happened and then to be able to turn around and recover quickly, defend really quickly so that he could get ready to you know, work his magic again. That's, that's an area in which he really struggled at. But the, the reality is, if we look at it, is, yep, you know what? You're going to get tackled at times. Yep, and you're going to miss the goal. And yep, the goalie's actually going to catch the ball at times as well. Even when you've attempted to kick a ball at the goal, the goalie's just going to be in front of it. And they're just going to collect the ball, pick it up, and then get rid of it. So the point I'm making here is how quickly you recover. Because if you recover quickly, you have a better chance of being prepared for what might happen next. And let's think about, I want you to think about a basketball player. You may be a basketball player yourself. But I want you to be thinking about basketball. And when a player goes down to shoot the ball into the basket, and they miss what they do really well, especially the pros. What they do really well is they look for the rebound because the ball's not always going to go into the basket or into the hoop. Sometimes it's going to hit the backboard and rebound off. So you've got to be prepared for that. So yep, go for your goal. Get the ball in the in the hoop. But what happens if it if it doesn't? You've got to be prepared that the ball's going to rebound off the backboard. You've got to get ready to catch that ball. You may have another chance of shooting at the basket or you may need to pass it to a team member to do that. But like I said, it's all about how you recover, isn't it? It's not about, oh, gee, I've missed and, uh, you know, I'm a failure. It's, that's going to happen. We're all going to make mistakes. We're all going to have challenges. We're all going to have obstacles, but it's how we recover from those. That is the most important thing. So today what I want to do with you is I want to craft a a really simple comeback strategy with you so that when you're actually in the heat of the moment and you're competing and you make a mistake or something doesn't work as well as you actually had planned, you're like, okay, well, what do I do then? What do I do? And I want you to be thinking about it this way. I want you to be thinking about, okay, I'm going to accept that there's mistakes that are going to happen, but how am I going to recover quickly? How am I going to bounce back straight away? That's what we need to be aware of, okay? And that's what we need to be working on. This is a thing that I really struggled with in my tennis. 
not in golf because I had learned a lot of um, what I share with you now. I was developing all of that along the way with the golf. But with the tennis side of things, struggled to recover, especially especially as I became a, a young woman. Absolutely struggled to recover. So what I want you to do right now is I want you to be thinking of a common mistake that comes up a lot when you're actually competing. It could be a skill. It could be a type of play that you make, um, some kind of routine that doesn't work so well. But I want you to be thinking something that's quite common that comes up a lot and you still haven't tackled that area yet. So just have a think what that is. And then I want you to then, I'm going to pose a few questions out to you and I want you to think about how you actually respond, okay? So question number one is when you make a mistake, when you are competing, how do you respond? So I want you to do that when you're thinking about a common mistake that you actually make. You can do something simple like, you know, if you're a tennis player, you could be thinking about, I always miss the running forehand down the line. I always hit it wide. That's a common thing that you do. Or I always hit the, that shot into the net on when I'm running to hit that forehand. That could be a common thing. So when you make that mistake, what I want you to be thinking about is, well, how do you respond? What, what goes on there? And I want you to be thinking of it in two ways. One is your physical response. So what do you do? Do you shake your head? You throw your hands up in the air? You throw your racket down on the ground if you're a tennis player. Do you kick the dirt if you're a soccer player? Do you bang your club on the ground if you're a golfer? What do you do when you make mistakes? A lot of people I see is, especially in golf, everyone shakes their head. Constant. It's like those little wobble heads, you know, that sit on a dashboard of a car, constantly shaking their heads. And that's your physical response. Then I want you to then answer in that question is, well, what's your verbal response? You may say it out loud. You may be thinking it. What are the things that actually come up for you? What do you say? Do you tell yourself that you're crap? Do you tell yourself that you're not good enough? Do you tell yourself, oh, yeah, of course you did that because you always make that mistake. I know a lot of, and today I'm talking a lot about golfers, but I know a lot of golfers who play at, uh, when they play at a, you know, at their local golf club, they will say things like, oh, when I stand on the eighth hole, I always hit the ball in the water. Or when I stand on the 14th tee, I always hook it out of bounds. And then they're surprised that it actually happens. But what they're doing is they're pre-setting themselves up for, for failure anyway, aren't they? Because they're telling themselves that that happens. So when you have something that doesn't work, and it's a common thing that doesn't work. What actually is your thought process? Or what do you say? Oh, yeah, of course you stuff that up. Because you always stuff up that hole. Or you always stuff up that shot. Or you always miss the goal at, you know, you always miss the corner of the goal. Or you always kick the ball to the goalie. You never kick it past the goalie. You see what I'm talking about? We want to understand what's going on, what what you're actually saying to yourself. And then that's just one piece of it when you're saying that to yourself. What do you say next? Oh, you're not good enough. Oh, yeah, that'd be right. Of course you make mistakes all the time. Yeah, of course you stuff it up all the time. Then what happens? Then there's the constant, because you're 
not speaking very well to yourself, that you have this negative self-talk, then it starts to get worse, doesn't it? It starts to spiral out of control because if you keep saying that you're not good enough and you keep stuffing things up and you keep making mistakes and you're a failure, you're gonna keep, it's going to keep on happening. So we, what we want to do here is we want to just create that awareness. What is actually going on? Then number two, I've got two parts in this one. So you, you can answer either A or B. So number two, when that happens, like you get worse, you make those mistakes, what, what, what actually happens? I'll rephrase that question again because that didn't come out very well. So 2A. So we've answered, I'll go back a second. So we've answered the first question. When you make a mistake, when you're competing, how do you respond? So we want a physical, what happens physically. We also want to know what happens verbally or mentally. Okay. Then 2A, then what happens? Do you get worse? So that's the question. Do you get worse? And if it's like, yes, I get worse, then I want you to write out what happens after that. Is there a series of ongoing mistakes that that actually occur after that? Because we need to be aware. Okay. Now, 2B, so you answer either 2A or 2B, but 2B is in response to the first question as well. So when you make the mistake and you're competing, how do you respond physically and, and also verbally? But with 2B, it's then what happens, do you move on? It's almost like the question I'm asking you is, do you let it go? Now, you'll find that there's a lot of sports people that can't let it go. They hold on to it. I see this so much with golfers. They hold on to it. And all of a sudden they've played six holes and they don't know what's happened because they've stuffed up the next six holes because they're so caught up in that mistake that they made on the first hole. So if you are you if you are able to move on and you're not actually sure how you actually do that, let's write it down. Let's write down what actually what's going on. What are the what are the physical cues? What's actually going on? Are you quite confident or you breathe, you stop? What what is it that you do to, to help you come back quickly and then what kind of habits do you have in place or what kind of routines have you got in place to help you recover what do you actually say to yourself what kind of verbal self-talk goes on or what are the thoughts that actually go on to help you recover there's the keys there now if you don't have that that's all fine because that's why you're listening today isn't it because then we can work together on discovering what it is So this then will lead us to question number three. And this is the final question because I never like to make things too difficult. We want to make sure we keep things very simple because when you're in the heat of the moment, you've got to be able to recover quickly. So if I gave you 10 points on what you've got to do to recover quickly, just do your head in. Three points is great. When you make the mistake, it's being aware of actually what's going on. Oh, here I go again. I'm starting to do that. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm starting to, you know, tell myself off, blah, blah, blah. Oh, look, I've made another mistake. Okay, let's get a grip and let's let's work on my strategy, my comeback strategy, so that I can re- re- recover quicker. Sometimes it might take a few more shots to recover quicker. 
but you keep working on recovering. You keep working on what you need to do to move forward. So question three is what can you do to respond better? You can do to respond better physically. We don't want to shake the head. Head. We may stop. We may get an opportunity to stop. We may get an opportunity to stop and breathe as well to feel, to calm ourselves down. Sometimes in certain situations you can't, depending on what the sport is. But what is it that you can then do physically to snap yourself out of it? You might want to jump up and down for like five five jumps. Come on, let's go. Come on, come on. Let's go. Come on. Click your fingers. Come on, let's go. Pat yourself on the bum. Come on, let's go. Right? Then I want you to come up with self-talk. What kind of self-talk are you going to say to yourself? I just said, like, you jump up and down and go, come on, come on, let's go. You can do this. You've got this. Believe in you. Trust you. Big thing that I used to do with golf when, when I learned that my tennis demons were haunting me in the early stages when I was learning golf, I had to develop a cue phrase that would help me overcome, oh, yeah, that's right. Of course you've stuffed the ball up again. Of course you haven't trusted what you've done. Of course you've hit it over there because that's what you always do. It was like, I need to change this. And I came up with this uh, cue phrase, and it was trust your swing. And the reason that I did that was because I never trusted myself. I never trusted the actions in which I took. And when... And I, was, I can remember distinctly when I had said that to myself is, okay, it's time to now trust what you're doing because you're doing the work. You've practiced really hard. Now let's put it into play. Let's put it into the competition. And when I did that, in that moment, it was during a competition, things instantly changed and it was only because of the way in which I approached it from a mental point of view trust your swing regardless and 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 I I accepted that there was mistakes that were going to happen and I understood that that was going to happen because I was still in the early stages of learning a new sport but I was able to let it go and go right learn from your mistake Let's see how we can improve that. And then what is it that you're going to focus on? Letting go of actually what's happened and learn to trust what you're doing. And that was a big thing about Ash Barty that I really liked when she won the French Open. She said, I trust my technique. Her technique is so good that she trusts it and she believes in it. And that's what we need to make sure that you're doing is you trust it and you believe in it. So I want you to be thinking about what are the words that you can say to yourself that's going to help you develop that trust no matter what because we will make mistakes. That is going to happen. We're not machines. And we can look at it, machines break down as well if they're not well managed. So what we need to do is we need to make sure we're well managed. We manage ourselves well learning to trust what we do. So those questions again, I'll just go back through them. Number one, when you make a mistake, when you're competing, how do you respond? So that's physical response and verbal response. 2A, what happens then? Do you get worse? If you do, I want you to write down what the series of ongoing mistakes actually 
actually go on? Or answer 2B, then what happens? Do you move on? Write down everything that goes on that, that helps you to move on. If you can do that, if you can't, answer 2A. And number three, what can you do to respond better? What can you do to come back better and quicker? So when you make a mistake, what can you do physically to respond quicker? When you make a mistake, what can you do verbally to respond quicker? We don't want to hold on to that. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'd love it if you could share with me what you like best about what you heard today. That would be really awesome. And remember to get a copy, especially coming up to Christmas, you may want to get a copy of the book for yourself, friends, family, that would be absolutely awesome. And if you actually get it, if you actually put the order in before, uh, by the 25th of November of 2019, when I'm actually recording this, get it in before the 25th of November, you will get the shipping free anywhere in the world. So you need to go to tiffanymica.com forward slash focus to get a copy of the book with free shipping. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I want you to dream big, believe in you and go after your dreams. Have an awesome day. Take care. Talk soon. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you haven't yet downloaded the number one deadly mistake athletes make, make sure you go to tiffany-mica.com and download the number one deadly mistake athletes make. Share with me what you like best about what you heard in the comments section wherever you hear this episode. Share with your friends that you know that would benefit from these episodes. And please leave a five-star review wherever you hear these episodes. I would really appreciate it. Dream big, believe in you, go after your dreams, have an absolutely awesome day.